This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. Let's get to the guys at hand. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Two of the all-time great pitchers in Major League Baseball. MLB Network came out with something which pisses people off, or they celebrate it, and that's Brian Kenny uses a thing called the Shredder, which I thought was the bad guy from the Ninja Turtles, and pops out based on all those stats. Who's the best? Who's the fifth best? Who's the eighth best? And the Mets did well. Justin Verlander was the second best pitcher in baseball today, and Max Scherzer was the fourth best pitcher in baseball today. Before we get to opening day and the vote that we had and the history of starting on opening day, without ever looking at the numbers, without ever like really diving in deep, to Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander's numbers. And I did this on purpose. I said to myself, okay, Evan, who's better? Before you dive deep, before you analyze Cy Young votes and leading the league in categories and the stats that matter to you, who's better? And my reaction without ever looking it up was Max Scherzer. Was, yeah, Verlander's been around longer, but I feel like Max has dominated more. And maybe there was a bias of we just watched him in the National League East for such a long time. We faced Max Scherzer. But that was my kind of on-the-surface thought before I looked at the numbers. And quite frankly, the numbers disagree with me. Like One thing I did is I said, okay, let's take the best seasons of Justin Verlander and the best seasons of Max Scherzer and just compare them. So let's start with a very traditional stat, ERA. I think most people accept ERA. You know, this isn't like wins and losses, which we've thrown out. This isn't FIP. This isn't war, which I'll get to in fairness, because I do want to look at every avenue of this. But let's look at ERA. The best season Max Scherzer ever had in terms of lowest ERA, believe it or not, was this past season, which is sort of crazy to think about. A 37-year-old Max Scherzer, granted it was 145 innings, so it wasn't like the full load of 210 innings, but in 145 innings, which is a fair sample size, it's not 50 innings, it's not 80 innings, it's a buck 45. It doesn't qualify you for the ERA lead, by the way. I think uh, the way they determine that is by games played. So, for example, to qualify for the league lead in ERA, you'd have to throw 162 innings. So Max was a little bit short of that. But the lowest ERA he's ever had in a season was 2.29, which was this season. The lowest ERA Justin Verlander ever had in a season was this season, 1.75. How about that, by the way? How about the fact that the lowest ERA 
Max Scherzer, a surefire Hall of Famer, and Justin Verlander, a surefire Hall of Famer ever had, was this year. Verlander at 39, Scherzer at 37. 175 for Justin, 229 for Max. 175 is insane. And you can tell me all you want about, well, he was very lucky. The Astros had great defense. His strikeout numbers are down. Bottom line is, the guy went out, had a full season, and pitched to a 175 ERA. There's only so much luck one can have. Second best ERA in Max Scherzer's career was not 2022. That was his best. But believe it or not, was 2021. <laughs> He's getting better with age. Uh, second best ERA of his career, obviously split it between LA and Washington, was amazing with the Dodgers in the 11 starts. But if you combine it, 2.46. Second best ERA in Justin Verlander's career, that was much further along ago. That was all the way back in 2011, 2.40. So, so far now, they're close. Don't get me wrong. The two best ERA seasons belong to Verlander, but it's very close. Third best ERA season. Max Scherzer back in 2017, uh, he won the Cy Young that season, the third of his Cy Youngs. He finished with an ERA of 2.51. Justin Verlander's third best ERA was a year later, 2018, 2.52. Very, very close. Fourth best ERA for Max Scherzer, it was 2018. That was the year Jake won the Cy Young and Max finished second. So in a normal year, that's a Cy Young for Scherzer. That's his fourth. But remember, DeGrom was historic. 2.53, Verlander, 2019, 2.58. Basically, other than the 1.75 that Verlander had in 2022, their top four, eight, four ERA seasons are identical. Then I went to FIP, which is fielding independent basically independent of the defense behind you. That's what FIP is. This is a fielding independent pitcher, whatever it's called. Uh, it's the same thing, man. Like, it's all just microscopically close. Max's best FIP year was 2019, 245. Verlander's best FIP year was this past year, 2022, 249, which makes sense. The guy just had a year of 175. Uh, second best fit for Max was 262. For Verlander was 278, so a little bit higher. Third best for Max was 265. For Verlander, 28. Very, very close. So you can see, like, when you start to look close at this, you don't see much of a difference. Like, the overall careers of both guys, Verlander's made 60 more starts than Max, got a little bit of a head start. Remember, he came up and was a rookie in 06. Scherzer came up in 08, but was not a full-time starter till 2009. So Verlander has a little bit of an edge on him in terms of making the 60 more starts, and he's thrown about 500 more innings. Verlander's career ERA is 3-2-4. Verlander's is 3-1-1. Very close, especially when you consider we can't ignore that Max faced a starting pitcher in a batting order for about six years. Verlander did not. We got to include that. There's a reason why up until last year, obviously things are different now. The ERAs in the National League are going to be a little bit lower, but almost an identical career ERA, 3-2-4 to 3-11, where Max hasn't beat is strikeouts per game, 10.7, Verlander's at 9.1, and walks per game is basically a wash. But here's the thing about Verlander that jumped out at me a little bit. It's called, you know, the bold check. 
You go on baseball reference, and bold means you led the league in something. It means what you did was better than everybody else. And that's the fairest way sometimes to compare yourself is to say, are you better than everybody else? So what Scherzer has in bold, and I'm going to, I'm sorry, I got to throw out wins. I can't, I can't do it personally. I don't think it matters. I don't think it means anything. So wins don't matter. Innings pitch matter. ERA matters. Strikeout matters. Whip matters. Things like that. Max never led the league in ERA, which is sort of surprising. Never. Now, maybe a part of that is the National League and being in a league with DeGrom for a couple of years and being in a league with Jake Arrieta. Don't forget, Jake Arrieta had some insanely dominant years. Being in a league with Zach Krenke, and obviously I shouldn't bury the lead, being in a league with Clayton Kershaw. Like, your competition in terms of leading a league in something is pretty stiff. Max led the league in complete games three times. He led the league in innings pitched twice. He led the league in strikeouts three times. He led the league in whip a lot, five times, five times. Led the league in strikeouts per nine, three times. So the bold check for Scherzer is not bad. For Verlander, he's only led the league in ERA one time, one ERA king, and that was back in 2011, which was his MVP Cy Young season. He led the league in innings pitched, one, two, three, four times. Led the league in strikeouts five times. Led the league in whip four times. Led the league in ERA plus two times. It's close, man. It really is. Like It's all basically the same. They both have won three Cy Youngs. Here's where Verlander has a little bit of an edge. So they both have three Cy Youngs. They cancel each other out. Verlander has one two, three second-place finishes. Three! Which shows you uh, he was pretty close to winning a bunch more. Three second-place finishes in Cy Young, including one to, wasn't it to Rick Porcello? Yeah, that's BS. (laughs) And Kate Upton agrees with me, by the way. And he also has one third-place finish. Max, with the three Cy Youngs, has one second-place finish, That was to DeGrom in 2018 and the two third-place finishes. So Scherzer's got six top three Cy Young votes, and Verlander's got seven. Again, like, it's it's tight, man. Very, very tight. And Verlander has the MVP. He has that, which... I don't know what that, I, I wouldn't go put that much stock in a pitcher winning an MVP as the end all be all, but very, very close. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then I looked at a stat that I hate, but I looked at it because I got to be fair. Like war is a thing. Guys are getting into the hall of fame because of war. Guys aren't getting in the hall of fame because of war. I have to look at how these guys were rated over the years. So I preface this in saying, this is not the end all be all, but I was curious. 
where and what does war think about each guy? And that's where Verlander has an edge. I have to admit, uh, like a significant edge. Verlander's top war season was back in 2011. And that was the year in which he won the MVP and the Cy Young. That was his MVP Cy Young year. His war that year was 8.6. Ver, uh, Scherzer's top war season was 7.9. Verlander's second best war season was 8.1. For Scherzer, 7.2. Verlander's third best war season, 7.4. Scherzer, 6.9. Fourth best, 7.4 for Verlander, 6.5 for Scherzer. So significant. Now, you're actually pretty damn significant. Then we have the thing that I'm going to put a lot of stock in. All right, Hall of Fame voters don't put that much stock in this. I don't think they do. I put a lot of stock in it. I bet you P puts a lot of stock in it. And I definitely think a lot of Med fans put a lot of stock in it because we're trying to predict the future with these two guys. Their postseason numbers. And both guys have pitched a lot. Now, Verlander has made 34 postseason starts. So he has basically pitched an entire season in the postseason. Scherzer's made 22 postseason starts, but he has five bullpen appearances. So Verlander only has one bullpen appearance. The numbers overall, again, they're very close. Listen to this. Postseason numbers. Verlander's thrown 207 innings. Scherzer a buck 33. So there is a difference in sample size. The ERAs, Verlander, 3.64. Scherzer, 3.58. I mean, flip a goddamn coin on that. Like, that's the same. Now, where Verlander takes a lot of heat, a lot of heat is his World Series numbers. And there's no denying that. Like, that's not something we should kind of shy away from. Justin Verlander is statistically one of the worst World Series pitchers in the history of the game. I mean that, and I'm not trying to necessarily be a dick with that. Like, that's just true. Justin Verlander has made nine World Series starts, which is a huge number. You know, Whitey Ford can say that, but Verlander, because when you think about it, he's got the two World Series with Detroit. 2006, he made a pair of starts in the World Series. The World Series we should have been in, by the way. We should have been kicking his ass in 2006. He made one World Series start in 2012. They got smoked that year. And then you've got 17 with the Astros, 19 with the Astros. Um, He didn't pitch in 21. That's out. But 22 with the Astros. So he's made nine World Series starts. And I'm just going to give you the numbers because they're freaking awful. One in six with a 5.63 ERA. Which is just, I mean, I. There's, there's no way to explain that, honestly, other than he wear da- he wears down at the end of the year. That would be my theory because he's an innings eater. Like, look at Verlander's career. This year, maybe not as much, but he was coming off Tommy John surgery. The guy throws a stupid amount of innings. And with the extra layers of the postseason, and he hasn't been a bad postseason pitcher, so you can't say it's the pressure that gets to him. I think the only theory I'd have, Hoff, on why Verlander sucks in the World Series is the guy runs out of gas. I think that's a a fair answer, right? 
I mean, I, that's the one thing you'd have to guess. I mean, he really has pitched so many different, so many innings. It's ridiculous, and you could see how do, the ALDS and and the ALCS. He's been dominant. Like, I mean, you look yeah. at those numbers; it's ridiculous. So, I don't. It's not the. It can't be the pressure. I, I can't. No. I can't do that. And because look, there's also there's too many examples of him coming up huge in a postseason spot. Yankee fans, if you're tuning in right now, you're like, yeah. Game six, 2017, the Yankees are a win away from the World Series. Verlander went seven scoreless innings in a game they they had to have. Um, Game two of that ALCS, nine innings, one run, 13 strikeouts. Um, That's, uh, what? Like, that's crazy. I remember this game because a buddy of mine's a big Tiger fan, who I asked about this whole topic because, Obviously, both guys pitch for the Tigers. He's from Detroit. It's not crazy. It's not like he randomly picked the Tigers. He's a Michigan kid. Um, I watched with him game five, Oakland-Detroit Divisional Series in 2013. Tigers ended up winning that series. They lost to the Red Sox in the ALCS. And he pitched a game five against Oakland, eight scoreless innings with 10 strikeouts. And I remember we were sitting there that night, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy (laughs) This guy came to pitch. So there's such a long track record of examples where he pitched really, really well that I can't just look at the World Series and say, oh, yeah, he sucks because of the pressure. He pitched okay in game five against the Phillies in his last World Series start. He walked a lot of guys, but he was able to battle through and ended up pitching five innings, allowed only one run, which ultimately is okay. So I would just think it's a wearing kind of wearing yourself out running out of gas thing. Cause I can't say with those postseason numbers, he's a bad postseason pitcher. And that's, he's not bad. He just hasn't elevated his game. And one thing we can't ignore about this is that when you're in the playoffs, you're facing better teams. So if you put up the same career numbers in the regular season, as you do in the postseason, to me, that's awesome. That's that means you did something really well because you're facing better competition. Now, Verlander and Scherzer's numbers in the playoffs are not as good as their regular season numbers. I'm not saying they are, but you are facing, I mean, look at the teams he was facing. Look how many times he had to face the New York Yankees. And his numbers against the Yankees are just stupid. No doubt about that. So, as a postseason pitcher, you know, what is Justin Verlander? There's been a lot of good. There's been a lot of bad. A lot of good. A lot of bad. But World Series? Not very good. Max Scherzer, I, I got to tell you, I think Max Scherzer is sort of the same thing. Like I could sit here all day and give you examples where he's come up in a big spot, but then there are examples in which he didn't. Obviously, we just experienced it in which he gave up seven runs in four and two-thirds innings against the San Diego Padres. We also saw Max being unable to pitch in the NLCS in 2021 for the Dodgers. I think that's a part of his resume. We've also seen him get knocked out in the fourth and fifth inning. We've also seen him come out of the bullpen and blow a game like he did in game five of the NLDS against the Cubs back in 2017. Like he has a mixed bag of success and failures. There are examples where he's clutch. There are examples in which he's come up real small. He's made three world series starts. He has a win, no losses, 3.86 ERA. And overall has a 3.58 ERA in the postseason. So, I do think that even the playoffs, they come up very, very similar in terms of it being a real mixed bag of failures and success. Well, 
if you did this the year early, a year earlier and took out that wild card series, it would have been a lot better for sure. So that's for sure. You know that. that I mean <laughs> that 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 was a bad taste. Verlander didn't have the best you know playoffs last year either, but they won the World Series, and that's the big difference. That's ultimately all that matters. But Scherzer got booed off the mound. Which is by, by far the most disgraceful thing that could happen in in sports, as an ace of the staff or quote unquote ace of the staff to be booed off in your first year. You came in here with a purpose. That's got to change. That whole thing's got to change. Yeah, and look, in fairness to Max, if you go through his postseason starts, there's really only one other start that he made that could match this in terms of it being an implosion, and it was actually his first year in the playoffs. He started Game Six of the ALCS against Texas and got destroyed. Got absolutely lit up, gave up six runs in two and a third innings. Um, it was a disaster. You know, I mean, it was, you know, <laughs> there's no defending it, but he has a lot of other postseason starts in which he's either been good to solid and then somewhere he's been great. And a lot of examples, though I'm not sure we'll see this with him at his age anymore, of coming out of the bullpen. A lot of examples of Max pitching out of the bullpen. But would you agree that in comparing them head-to-head, the playoff resumes are essentially a wash, or would you give Scherzer a slight edge? No, I think it's a wash. I mean, again, I, I think, again, like I said, like up until up until this year, I would have said given the Scherzer the edge. But again, Verlander now with the with the ring, that aspect of it, I, I guess it's a wash. 